Welcome to the Behind the Lids podcast. My name is Mandy Adams, and I have the privilege of leading the Behind the Lids Healing Collective here in Costa Mesa, California. Our podcast is an opportunity to share the wisdom of facilitators who hold space and bring healing at our studio, as well as experts and influencers we believe you should know about. Before we join our conversation for today, we'd love for you to hear about an upcoming event at Behind the Lids. Welcome to the Behind the Lids podcast. I'm your host, David Trotter, and today our guest is Derek Glenn Larson, a neo-emotional release practitioner who is passionate about guiding you toward emotional liberation and authenticity. Now, after Derek started his career as an associate marriage and family therapist and life coach, he started to realize that his true calling was on a slightly different path where he discovered somatic work and emotional release. So in today's conversation, Derek shares all about the power of neo-emotional release and how it has impacted his own life, his process of leading clients toward emotional liberation and freedom, and two simple exercises to help you emotionally regulate throughout your day. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Derek Larson. Derek, it's great to have you. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for uh, inviting me. It's good to be here. Yeah, okay, so... My guess is that 99.9% of my listeners have no idea what neo-emotional release is. I didn't even know what it was until a number of months ago, until I started working with you. Yeah. What is neo-emotional release and how does that differ from, say, other therapies? That is a good, good question. And to be honest, I'm still trying to figure out the most concise, efficient, effective way to say that. And I think I have found something that comes close like the short and condensed version, because it is a lot of things. I, I might say neo-emotional release accesses the subconscious and releases emotions and energies that keep people stuck in the patterns the nervous system has been perpetuating to keep them safe. Okay, you're going to have to break that down for me, That's bro. That's still a mouthful. <laughs> Come on now. Mouthful, right? <laughs> okay, break, break, every, break every one of those okay. phrases down for us. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's also, I'll say this, it's also a, a holistic multidimensional approach. It incorporates psychosomatics, like working with the body, mind and body, sensations, energy, emotions, movement. It also incorporates trauma therapy, body work, breath work, even notes of hypnosis, uh, energy work, and really like integration work. Mm. Um, and all that to say, like the main the main component here is really creating safety, creating safety in the system, the nervous system. You probably can't tell if you're listening to this. I'm definitely wearing glasses right now. So that gives me some form of credibility to say that I'm a nervous system nerd. I love the nervous system because as I've come to learn more and more about the nervous system, my nervous system, David, everything makes sense everything makes sense. And so I realized that most of us, all of us, most of us, maybe all of us, at some point in our lives, or maybe throughout all of our lives, like our nervous system is in a state of survival, in survival mode. Either we are super revved up, right? Like go, 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 go mode. I need to be productive. I need to do, I can't, I can't rest. That's lazy. Like that mode, and it, it stops us from being able to really find satisfaction in life. Or we're on the other end of the spectrum where it's like, I'm in this state of freeze or shutdown or collapse, which makes it super difficult to, to get anywhere. I feel stuck. We call that 
depression in our society. The other way, the other like revved up, revved up, go, 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 we usually call anxiety. And so neo-emotional release, the theory behind it is that there are emotions that are held within the body. And for instance, how many times either explicitly or implicitly growing up were we told or did we get the message don't feel that, or you can't feel that, or don't be angry, don't be sad. I'll give you something to be sad about, right? And so whether it's explicit or implicit, our body just pushes those down. Whether we're conscious of it or not, we just repress those because it's just not safe to feel those. And so the body physiologically creates or like reformulates around suppressing these energies, right? And creates tension, creates tightness, Yet energy always wants to move. And so it's seeking to move. It wants to, it wants to go, it wants to go, it wants to go, but it can't. It's suppressed. And so it ends up being seen as dis-ease, dis dis disease, or other forms of pain, aches, or what we might ref- what people might commonly refer to as like mental health issues, like anxiety, depression. All these these sorts of things are just like I said, feeling stuck. Like I just feel so stuck, or or even feeling like I can't fully embody my true potential. Like I I don't feel like I'm fully me in this world. And so what we get to do with neo emotional release is through like either when it when it's appropriate, physical body touch, like supportive touch, activating touch, and through like t- talking to one another. So it's a it's a combination of like engaging the physical body and talking to one another as I guide the client. We get to access these sensations in the body that are holding these emotions, access these emotions, and then create space to really let them be, allow the body to fully process, experience, and express the emotion and the sensation. And once it's fully released, that energy then doesn't need to go into suppressing the emotion. It can be used for other things it creates more flow it creates more more movement in the body we get more of a sense of our own life force energy right and when we can access our life force energy i believe we become unstoppable Mm, so good so good yeah all right so i want to dive more into and kind of break down some of the things that you're talking about but first of all i want to hear more about your own story because even though we've been working together for a number of months i don't know a ton about your journey so how did you become interested in becoming a neo-emotional release practitioner? Like, what was your background in before you started getting into this, your education? Like, take us through a little bit of your journey. Yeah, yeah. So I actually started out in marriage and family therapy. I uh, got a master's degree in, in marriage and family therapy, gaining hours as an associate, gained, you know, a good amount of hours and just realized like this this doesn't like what I want to do, but not fully what I want to do. And so I went through my own process of like, uh, of meeting myself, I got more into life coaching, things like that. And then ultimately, I came to a space in my life where I realized, oh, damn, I have been most of my life, if not all of my life, avoiding pain, avoiding quote unquote, painful or uncomfortable emotions. I realized I disconnected myself from anger because I thought it might disconnect me from people. I just came to a space where I I could no longer look away from myself. Basically, I had to 
face reality. And for me, that meant going through a program to assist my relationship with my body, myself, with food. And so from that, I was able to gain a greater perspective on the nervous system. Like, oh, we all have these certain behaviors that come from a healthy nervous system seeking to create safety. And so from there, it was like, oh, wow, like the nervous system is so powerful. I gained tools to help regulate my nervous system so that it didn't need to go to outside uh, outside sources like food or or what's common is like drugs or alcohol or work, different relationships, right? The anxiety just diminished and every like the food behaviors just took care of themselves once I took care of my own nervous system. I I finally felt safe, like, wow, it's a whole new experience of life right? The state of our nervous system directly dictates the state of our experience, our perceptions of life. And so once I was able to, to, to get regulated in my nervous system, everything changed. And so I started doing the same. I started working with people with uh, nervous system regulation. And then a friend of mine who is a, who does Chinese medicine, and acupuncture and things like that was trying out new things. And so she asked if I would be interested in, in doing some sessions with her where she was putting her hands on my body. And the experience was just incredible. Like my body was actually responding. Like my brain was able to kind of turn off a little bit and my body was responding in different ways. And I was able to access different emotions that way. And so that was really the what sparked my interest in, oh, dang, I want to work with the body. And so I, I I found this this modality that just spoke to me neo emotional release, uh, and immediately I knew like there's something about this. And so I went through the training, did everything, and and what struck me was at how transformative it was for me in my life. It's been the thing that's been mo- the most transformative for me, in addition to the nervous system regulation work. And so so of course I'm just like hell yeah, this is my jam. Like, and I noticed that it was like, people were really benefiting from it. Not just like, oh yeah, that's, that's great. But like life shifts, like my, my life has changed from it. Others have said like this, this is shifting my life. Like my perspective, how I show up in the world is different. And so that's why I just, I love bringing this, this about. So like, really like, like many of us, my own I came to this from my own personal pains, struggles, and moving through them with this work, and now coming to a space where I have more capacity in my system so that things that used to overwhelm me in the past just don't anymore, right? I have more space, and I have a healthy relationship with my own anger, with my own sadness, with my with grief, and even with joy, right? Because... I realized too that there was this block around really receiving joy, receiving love, receiving people, because my system was just like, ah, I don't know if I could trust that. Right. And this work really helps us to assist our body, our, our nervous system in, in being able to trust. Oh, maybe people aren't so threatening. Maybe I can receive love. Maybe I can trust that I can be held in my mm-hmm. emotions. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. So um, I mentioned in our introduction that I've done some work with you, and I think we've done, I don't know, 14, 15 sessions, something like that. And I've gone through the last two years, more than two years, just a major life shift. 
you know, I've become aware of dissatisfaction in my life. I uh, initiated a divorce that, you know, sent me down a whole different road. And I have done a lot of therapy over the course of my life. And then I started going to therapy uh, weekly. And although it was helpful, I could tell inside there was something that for me processing more of the logical, like, okay, this is my part. This is their part. This is what I need to work on. It was all felt so heady. And I'm such a heady person already, which I didn't even realize I was heady until a few years ago where people were like, man, you just are in your head all the time. I'm like, really? I don't know. I just, this is me, you know? And, um, but what I did know was I, had transitioned out of, um, transitioned off of two antidepressants that I had been on for almost 15 years because I had a sense that I wanted to experience emotions again. And I had not felt like I really had experienced much emotion and I didn't feel love. And I didn't know if I could, like, I wanted to love others, uh, specifically a partner. But so anyway, just trying to figure out that whole emotion thing. And uh, getting off two antidepressants and then all of a sudden emotions slowly reemerging. It's like, whoa, what are these? I don't, I was going for like the nice emotions. I don't like the not nice emotions. This is not good, right? Yes. And so, um, you know, I had met you at Behind the Lids, a local meditation breathwork studio here in, in Southern California. And uh, then somebody had said, um, you know, maybe Derek could, you know, give you some assistance. So um, I had really no idea what I was getting into, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I'm just like going yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know, what's interesting is when you're hurting and you get so desperate for help, you're like, maybe this will help me. I felt like after going through divorce and also removing those uh, medications that I was just like a walking wound, like mm-hmm. anything that just barely even brushed up against me felt like it was just hitting this open wound of like, oh, you know, and I felt so in- insecure and closed down and so worthless and just, you know, dealing with all these emotions. And um, I remember then, you know, we talked a bit and uh, I'm like, I'm ready. Like, I feel like I'm, I mean, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I'm pretty good client. Like, come on, let's do this. Like I'm, I'm going, like I need help. I I want to say known for the record. You are a very good client. Very good. (laughs) Like ready. Let's do this. (laughs) Like I need help, man. Let's do this. Yeah. So I'm laying fully clothed on this massage table basically. And I'm going, Oh my God, I didn't know. This feels so uncomfortable. I don't know. (laughs) What is he? I hope he's going to touch me appropriately. Like, let's just be. Yeah, 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 totally. (laughs) And so uh, I close my eyes and, uh, you know, I drop into this um, kind of, I guess I would call it a meditation for lack of a better term. Sure. And um, you physically were uh, gently touching my feet, my legs, kind of working your way up my body. You call it supportive touch. And then, um, you know, within minutes, I'm just bawling. I'm just exploding with this um, sobbing. You know, I've got sobbing of emotion coming out. And, uh, you know, I've experienced all sorts of emotions over the several months that we've worked together. And I'll I'll tell more about how that's helped me in a minute. But uh, I guess I would just say, walk me through what you're thinking when a, a new client comes to you, I can tell you what I was thinking, right? I just shared. Yeah. What are you thinking and what is your approach? Like, what are you doing in that first session? How does that somehow like 
change over multiple sessions? What's your hope for them? What's your goal for them? Help people get a picture of what's going on. Because it sounds kind of nebulous, like you're regulating your nervous system. You're going to feel more capacity to handle life. You know, it's like, okay, I'm dying here. Like, give me a real picture of what's going to, you know, go on. Well, most people when they they come to me are, are like most people in general, what we're all seeking is, I believe, freedom and peace, as well as connection and authenticity. Like, can I be myself fully and be connected to other people? For most of us, we have this perspective or story. I can only be authentic and disconnected or I can be connected and inauthentic. So having said that, the first thing I do is get to know people, get to know where they're at, not just by the words that they say, but by their body language and by by that supportive touch, kind of get to know like where it sounds kind of odd, but like the body really does speak. And so knowing where things might be more open or closed and taking that into account. And then really, especially at the beginning, really slowing things down really slowing things down because no matter if someone is super revved up or super frozen and shut down usually there's a lot of like there's a lot of charge in the body right the person is shut down because the system is so overwhelmed and so overloaded that it doesn't have any other resource than to shut down so we get to fully fully like slow down slow down and even though this sounds counterproductive i like to remind people or or bring awareness that in the session there's no real agenda there may be things that we want to hold in the space the field to explore and at the same time there's no real uh, agenda we're going to go go quote unquote go in into the body into the subconscious and see what's there most often what's there is either indirectly or directly related to what the person wants to explore. But th- this really helps the nervous system or helps the body realize there's no pressure. There's no pressure. There's nothing I need to do. There's nothing I need to say. There's nothing I need to be, right? And even that notion can be super new for us for the for the body like usually it's like no i need to do this i need to say this in order to be okay and so we really like slowing it down and saying like you don't need to feel anything can be super helpful in in allowing someone to be like oh okay you're right i don't and then really starting the process of bringing in awareness of what are the sensations in my body most of us don't really have a sense or are not fully connected to the sensations in our body because usually we associate sensations in the body with aches and pains right it's like i only notice my body when i'm when there's pain rarely do most people notice when there's when there are pleasant sensations right unless it's like super intentional and so bringing awareness and and that is actually super, super helpful. All these things are super subtle, super simple, yet have profound effects on our system, on our awareness, right? Bringing awareness to the sensation and then bringing awareness, like exploring what emotion might be associated with that. And then being like exploring how open is the system to allowing that. Sometimes it's like, yes, I can totally allow that. And then we get to explore that. Sometimes 
the system or parts of us are like, hell no, I can't allow that. Or it's like, you know, I can allow it 70%, 60%. We get to be with it and just see what that's like. Maybe the allowance grows. Maybe it doesn't. We also get to explore what might be protecting it. What is it that's preventing? Like, why is it so difficult to allow this? Oh, maybe it's because like I have angered, right? Like maybe there's this sadness, but like the, I also have this other part of me that's like, that's angry. Like I don't want to allow. And so we get to address the anger. It's really layered. We get to address the anger or the disgust or pride or whatever it might be, address those. And then sink into like oh what's this sadness what's this this about and to really be held in that right like we as human beings are designed for connection and often always trauma uh starts in relationship with other people or relationship with ourselves. and so in order to heal trauma or to complete the healing of trauma it has to be in my opinion done in also in relationship to people so even even fostering and creating that connection is part of the healing itself like really allowing the person to know i see you i hold you i have the capacity to hold all of you right and at first people can be like well i'm not used to that like fuck you get away from me right and we get to explore that what's it like you know And I also create safety by allowing the person to set the tone and the pace, right? That they're, they're in charge. They're in the driver's seat. You know, I'm not necessarily seeking to do something to them, but really like we're co-exploring and I'm simply guiding. And my favorite question, even though it's so simple is in this exploration, as you know, is what do you notice now? What do you notice now? It's like, oh, I noticed this and this and this. Right. And just bringing awareness to what's actually going on inside is huge, huge. Okay. Now, I'm so not sure if I'm answering your question, but no, it's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. I want to, I want to almost make it, you know, kind of even like simpler, dumbed down of yeah. Derek basically has you lay there and you close your eyes and he takes you on a freaking deep meditation that is so without any drugs without any drugs without any drugs but it feels like you're on drugs uh it's like a mushroom deep meditation and uh you then he just asks you really simple questions like what are you sensing in your body and then what do you feel what image comes to mind what words what do you want to say to it and then you just fall apart (laughs) <laughs> i like click that's, my finger and then you just fall apart yeah yeah, yeah. no 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 yeah. and 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 you know your code word is can you allow that emotion and then you either can or you can't allow that emotion to surface and um but what's crazy is how by sensing something in the body and then being open to listening to the psyche to create imagery and feel the emotion, all of these magical things start unfolding. Like these magical process uh, of the emotion gets released, but then also there's an opportunity to shift perspective or have a breakthrough in, you know, feelings about yourself or about others. And it's just absolutely incredible. And 
it is hard to explain. You know, I was trying to explain it to my mom, you know, the other day and I'm like, well, you lay there and then he touches you and then he talks to you in your ear and then you start crying and it's like, well, this sounds really weird. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's why I, I, even I have a difficult time fully explaining it in a way that feels coherent. Like it really is something that needs to be experienced, but yeah, like, dumbing it down that's basically it <laughs> yeah, and and uh i love how you have said to me and from the beginning and you said it here in our conversation creating greater capacity to experience different things creating the capacity to experience it regulating a nervous system uh, feeling more freedom feeling more peace and i want to share my own experience here in a second but one of the things that i do i'm curious about are the misconceptions that you have heard from people when it comes to somatic work, somatic healing, somatic coaching, emotional release? Like, what are the things that people get wrong about what you do? Well, I would say that a lot of marketing around this type of work doesn't like the things that you see on Instagram or, or things like that do show more of these seemingly intense experiences of like intense yelling or crying or like anger, which may be part of it, maybe, but also emotional release can be super gentle and mm. soft, or it may not even look or feel like a certain emotion, but it may just be like an, an inhale and a deep exhale. Like, Oh, like you mentioned, like, shifting relationships or connections like the relationship we have with ourselves, with a certain emotion with a certain part of ourself like a like a younger part of ourself kind of we get to sometimes we get to come in contact with these younger parts of ourselves and we get to talk to them and see like how they've been responding to life like a lot of us are very familiar with like an inner critic like this part that's like critical or like judgmental or like whatever it is we get to come in contact with these parts and see how what they're doing is actually the, the intention is to keep us safe and so that's probably also a misconception it's like oh i like i have these aches i have these pains i have these emotions and all emotions all sensations all parts of us the only thing they want is to keep us safe and to protect us and they're doing the best they can with the resources they have with what they know at the time. So I would say that, that sometimes like going back to the, the intense, like intense emotions, they don't have to be intense at all for, for the energy to be released. It doesn't have to look like, like anything. It can be super gentle. Also this notion that perhaps like the, it's going to be painful. It's going to like hurt. Right. And there is an element of perceived like discomfort or even pain, but it's not, it's not a pain like a broken arm pain or like it's different. And so we're also moving at a pace where we're building capacity. So we're not trying to push. We're not trying to pull. We're not trying to force. And so it release relieves like it's not, not painful or it's painful, but like in a different way that's, that's manageable. And because you're being held, you're being, witness like i get to hold you in this like that's like sharing sharing some of that that so you're not you're not taking it on yourself like 
it's almost like I get to hold your hand while you go to these potentially scary places. And then once we go there, most often people are like, oh, this is this isn't as scary as I thought. Or I'm I'm like stronger for it. It's like going to the gym. Like, yeah, if I haven't gone to the gym in a while, I think about lifting weights. I'm like, "Mm, that doesn't sound fun. Like, no, thank you. But then you go, you're like, oh, dang, this is actually cool. Yeah, I may be sore, but I realize the benefit of it. It's like I connect that with this of, yeah, there may be some like soreness, but most often once you get used to it, it's like, oh, the soreness means I'm actually doing things. I'm getting somewhere. I'm I'm shifting things. So that those are probably two of the greatest misconceptions. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you have, if there's anything that you've heard out on the street or like any misconceptions that you can think of that are in addition to that. You know, I, I, I don't know many people who know about yeah. emotional release. It's so, you know, I know in actually just about emotions, like misconceptions about emotions is that oftentimes we restrict ourselves or suppress certain emotions like anger or grief be, or sadness because I often hear, well, if I, if I start crying, I'm never going to stop. I'm never going to stop right? It's just like, it feels like it's just going to be this never ending wave of emotion. And if I start it, I'll never be able to stop it. It'll be too overwhelming. And what is actually the case is that when we allow ourselves to cry or to emote, yes, there is a wave, there actually is a wave. And so the wave comes up. And then once it hits the peak, it's able to come back down, right? And usually that could usually that's maybe 90 seconds, a minute and a half. It's not forever. And so what happens is when people suppress the emotion, the peak isn't able to peak or like the wave isn't able to come up to its peak. And so it just stays there. It stays where it's at. And so most people with good intentions through meditation, through through breathing or whatever, try and push it down. I want to be relaxed when really what it wants to do is come up to the peak. And only when it's only when it's hit the peak, can it fully relax and come back down. Right. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't last forever. Or, you know, people thinking it's going to be painful. And most often that comes from these emotions that are that that were started or like enacted when we were super young and our bodies were physically small. So any energy that was passing through our body was super, super overwhelming. Right. And so now we are adults. We have these big bodies, but the system still has the story. If I have this emotion, it's going to overwhelm me. Right. Mm. And so that's where. I get to come in and be like, and hold the hand and be like, Hey, let's do this together. You're not mm-hmm. alone in this, mm-hmm. right? You're just not alone. Mm-hmm. Well, so my experience has just been extraordinary with you. And I've told you this, but I would love listeners to, you know, hear. I now have access to emotions that I just did not, like I just didn't have access. Right. And part of it is, and also feeling like I can navigate those emotions. I probably cried two or three times in 15 years, maybe. And in the last, you know, several months, like, wow, I really have access to tears in a really good way, connected to empathy or connected to my own grief or different emotions. The insecurities and anxieties that I was experiencing when I came to you have just radically decreased, just radically decreased. And feel like I do have greater capacity that when something comes my way, I'm able to navigate it. 
Um, and I feel so, I tell people, I go, this guy just understands, like he gets it. He gets that when you're triggered, like it's not like he's blaming you for getting triggered. Like you're doing something bad because you're having an emotional reaction. It's like, no, no, no. You're just trying to keep yourself safe. And like, how do you navigate that? And so you've, even though I've had tools in the past, definitely of how to do that, it felt like the tools were more logical tools, more in the head tools. And so you've given me more, you know, other tools to be able to, to navigate that. And also beyond, I, I, I just think the number one thing that you've helped me with is an awareness that I have not felt safe my mm. entire life. Yeah. And I have lacked significant self-worth. And I knew that I used work in order to build that self-worth. I knew that. Um, but how do I navigate feeling safe so that I could just, I kept feeling like I just want to be comfortable in my own skin. I just want to be comfortable being me. And I'm not there yet, but I'm way there. I'm way closer than I ever have been. Um, and uh, feeling like recognizing I, I just want to feel safe. I want to feel safe. And that responsibility is not on the people around me. You know, it's on me. I know that. Um, so how do I utilize these tools in order to do that? But bro, you, you have, you have changed my life without a doubt. And I would even go so far to say, you saved my life. Like Mm -hmm. I really, I was in such a bad place and, uh, you really just, helped me regain a sense of power. Even our conversations about love, loving ourselves. You know, I had this thought that I had to kind of love lovey-dovey myself. And yet you brought this concept that the life force energy inside me, I don't, I don't even know if I can articulate it the way, like, tell me how you articulate life force energy and how does that give us not only power, but like self-worth. Yes, I would say I would be so bold as to say that all people, all people living on this planet today in some form, in some way, at some point in their life have struggled or do struggle with their own self-worth. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy in some capacity, big or small. And to me, often that's because we disconnect and our body shifts in certain ways that don't allow our own life force energy to run its course within us and out in the world. Right. And so when we access more of this life force energy that comes up and down our central channel, like up up and down the chest, the torso, like uh, the, the midline of our body, when we're able to access more of this, we get to feel more of ourself. We get to feel more of the fire that's us. And oftentimes when we lack self-confidence or when we lack self-worth, it's because we can't feel ourselves. And so because we can't feel ourselves, we are going, we tend to go to other people for validation. Like I'm seeking to experience myself through you. So I want you to speak highly of me or I want a relationship with you that that's loving. And so Oftentimes, a result of that also is people-pleasing or wanting to make sure everyone's okay, even if we're not. And so when we're able to access more of our life force energy, 
it's like it's almost i don't i don't really know how to put it into words like i did then but it's it's almost like when we access our life force energy everything takes care of itself like we're not we're not even thinking about am i good enough like that's not even a thing it's just like yeah i am good enough because i'm here mm. you know like i'm here oh here i am the body needs to feel itself we need to feel ourselves and if we can't feel ourselves then it's hard to be ourselves it's hard to set healthy boundaries maintain healthy boundaries it's hard to stand up for ourselves it's hard to ask for what we want it's hard to identify with our needs and then get those needs met and so when we are able to access this life force energy everything shifts it's like oh i i do have a place in this world i do deserve my needs being met oh damn like i am i am a badass right there's not even a there's no even thought of like am i worthy enough it's like of course i am of mm -hmm. course i am mm -hmm. and not in an arrogant way but a way that's like i'm here you know this is me so obviously it, you know i would encourage people to work with you or other people that have had similar training that you have had but if there was just one like one practice or one exercise or something that people could do to somehow access more of this releasing of their emotions so that they could experience more freedom is there a particular practice that people could do at home on their own that you'd suggest there are actually two two right because it's all about awareness it's all about where am i placing my awareness and this isn't to say i'm distracting myself and pretending things aren't there but awareness is key so the first thing I would say is bringing your awareness to the outside, right? The nervous system is always scanning. Is this safe? Is it? Is there danger? Is there, is there safety? Is there danger? And unless we put, mo put current present moment information in the system, it's going to run off old programs of danger. And so something super simple, it almost sounds silly because it's so simple, but the nervous system is so subtle, it works when done consistently, is what we call orienting through the five senses. So that's simply whenever like periodically throughout the day or whenever you enter a new space or really at any time, taking just a moment, it doesn't have to take long at all, taking a moment to bring awareness to what do I see? Looking around and, and allowing the images to come to, to you. You're not scanning like for danger, but you're just allowing what's what do I see? And then what do I hear in my environment? What do I smell? Or do I notice I don't smell anything? What do I taste? Or do I notice I don't taste anything? Or And you can intentionally have things to smell or to taste. And then lastly, what do I feel? Like using your hands, like feeling different textures. What do I feel outside? And then the other practice is the same thing, but on the inside. So bringing your awareness inside, maybe even doing a body scan. What sensations do I notice? Do I notice pleasant sensations? Do I notice unpleasant sensations? Do I notice kind of neutral sensations? Or do I notice any numbness? And there can be pleasant and unpleasant sensations going on in the body at the same time. So bringing our awareness to what's going on outside and what's going on inside is huge, 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 right? In connecting us and bringing us back to ourselves. Super helpful. Super helpful. Okay. So 
a couple things. One, if there are people who are listening who are, let's say, some sort of practitioners or facilitators that want to dive deep into neo-emotional release and perhaps even becoming uh, certified in this themselves, what would that resource be? And then number two, for people who want to get in contact with you to follow you on Instagram or work with you, um, what are those two resources? Excellent question. I'm glad you asked. So for, for both of those, you can actually reach out to me personally. I, I am now a team member for the Neo Emotional Release Institute that, that teaches this, this modality. You can reach out to, uh, you can look up the Neo Emotional Release Institute online. The, the website is www.emotionalreleases, releases with an S, dot com. Or you can also look up the Institute on, on Instagram. It's at emotional releases. Uh, if you're wanting to contact me specifically, uh, you can contact me via Instagram, which is at Derek Glenn Larson. That's D E R E K G L E N N L A R S O N. Um, or you can also check out my website at DerekGlennLarson.com. Same thing, D-E-R-E-K-G-L-E-N-N-L-A-R-S-O-N.com. Yeah, and of course, we'll have all of those links in the show notes. So if you're listening on your phone, you can just swipe up now and uh, take a look at that and click the links. So Derek, thank you. Thank you for putting into words just this beautiful process that you have taken me through and that you take others through. And I just really appreciate the work that you're doing in the world to help people experience more freedom. It's just priceless. So thank you so much. I this really is appreciate my, it. my love, my passion, like this is it. This is it. And if you are interested in, in working with me or just finding, wanting more information about it, uh, we can definitely set up what I refer to as a discovery call totally free where you can ask any questions. I can share with you more about, about the process and go over logistics and see if it's a good fit. I'm always happy to do that. Yeah. And look out for group work coming soon, both online and in-person groups. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much, Derek. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today and we invite you to share this episode with someone who would enjoy it as well. Take a screenshot, text it to them, and tell them to check out BehindTheLidsPodcast.com. Also, we encourage you to rate and review the show on the podcast platform where you are listening. We'll see you next time, Behind the Lids.